Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM The Impact here on MSU Student Run Radio. My name is Brad Brooks. I want to thank you for joining us here on 89FM The Impact. Uh, the Impact Movie Chat is part of The Exposure. Uh, the Exposure is an hour of live talk radio that happens Monday through Friday night from 7 to 8 p.m. It's all live, all talk here on The Impact and for the Impact Movie Chat, all we do is talk about movies. Over the next hour, if you have any concerns, questions, or comments, give us a call. 432-3893 is our number. Phone lines are always open. If you want to chime in about a film, let your voice be heard. Let your opinion go across these airways. Give us a call. 432-3893. And if you have a choice for our topic, which I'll tell you about in just a moment, please give us a call. 432-3893. This is a very special Impact Movie Chat because it is the final Impact Movie Chat. We've been on the air for a little over three years, and we say goodbye after tonight. Um, next week, they'll reformat the hour. Uh, it'll still be the exposure. It'll still be talk radio. I believe it's called the mother of all shows. It'll be uh, an all-encompassing um, entertainment program, so you'll have to catch that next week. Uh, but enough of them. It's the Impact Movie Chat. I was going to say, Brad, despite being the mother of all shows, it'll still stand in our shadow. Yes. <laughs> we, I hate to tell you, we made the mold. We broke the mold. That's right. You know, it's, uh, I, you know, it's not, their show sounds a little similar to ours. It's okay. What no kind problem. What Yahoo's are running this show? Um, I'm not really sure. But um, guess what? New cast. Yeah, it's new all. Crew. It's uh, it'll be a whole new cast, whole new crew. They're they're we're taking Andy out back and putting him down like a horse. He's broken a leg. <laughs> like Sorry. you should have done long ago. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. Uh, we didn't want to tell you till the very end. Yeah, we didn't want to ruin the final show. I'm going to be working in a meat packing factory in Chicago, where they'll be packing uh, the meat that from Andy's carcass. Yeah, and serving it to people because Soylent Green is people. Uh, yeah. But over the next hour, it's all live, all talk. we got a lot of great giveaways, uh, some uh, uh, complimentary rentals from Vero to Go, located in Frandor, to give out throughout the show, so definitely stick around. Uh, we've got some great reviews. Uh, we'll let you know what's coming out uh, starting tomorrow in the videos and uh, with the, the rentals and the theaters and everything, what have you. And um, we're also uh, bringing back our celebration in the month of May, counting down to our final show. We brought back one of our favorite topics uh, of conversation that is if what is your dream movie your dream picture if given any amount of money uh the laws of space and time do not count you want to make a picture your dream project what would you make i'll open this it can be completely original it can be an entire series of films uh any genre any format heck it can be a remake or as they call it now a reimagination of any existing film. You let us know what your dream project is. Give us a call. 432-3893-432-3893 is that number. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat. Let me introduce my excellent panel of gentlemen. They've already chimed in just a bit. But with me, as always, from day one until today, the Reverend Phil. Phil, how you doing? I'm doing good. And I'm glad you showed up the way you did. You're wearing the classic monkey boy... I will have to say faded black t-shirt. <laughs> I believe when the show began, it was completely jet black. It was crisp. It was brand new out of the box. And like the show, it's uh, shown some wear and tear over <laughs> the years. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a bit threadbare, just like the show. But still delicious. And it's great to have you, as always. Thanks oh, thank for being you. on. Uh, in, in, round, in corner number two, the person who's been here the second longest time, beyond myself and the Reverend, 
Andy Keese, the keister, looking very dapper today. Oh, well, thank you very you look, much. You look very nice coming from a new job. That's correct. That's a jobby job job. A job-type job, job job. Real thing, you know. That, that grown-ups get. We're, we have to get up early and, you know, <laughs> shave. You and get insurance. Do all that stuff. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Excellent. So congratulations, but you look great. Thanks for being on. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And uh, last but certainly not least. Thanks, man. GT Money. Greg teach out. Greg, you've been on for a while, too. Yeah. And you look great as well. Thanks. I'm doing my best. It's really a sort of shaky facade at this point, but uh, that's cool. Don't cry yet, okay? That's just a- we got a full hour to put together. Let's save the tears till the last five minutes because that'll be good radio, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. But you, it's good to have you on. You haven't been around in a while. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. We I've missed had you. A few things to take care of, but I've gotten over that. And, Dan uh, and I have both cried on the air the last few weeks because of your absence. I'm going to go ahead and check those facts with some other third parties. But that's <laughs> fine. No, problem. no problem. As I said, you're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89 FM, the Impact, the future of movies, at least for the next 55 minutes. It's our final show. We go out with a bang. We've got great stuff to give away, excellent reviews, as always. Uh, let's kick off the show right, as we always kick off. And this is where I turn to the Reverend and say, Reverend, do you have any news? First second, I like to call the Reverend's News. Reverend, do you have any news? I do. Excellent. I couldn't do the last show without having a few little Reverend's bits. Excellent. Um, building up to the most either awesome or ridiculous bit of news. Which is the best. I love that the Reverend's News is always <laughs> things that are really important to you. And they build with each, with each anecdote. That's brilliant. Start us off. Absolutely. Uh, I'm actually not sure if I've mentioned this project at all before, but um, the Wachowski brothers, who did the Matrix series, are writing and producing an adaptation of the comic book called V for Vendetta by Alan Moore, which um, there's been a couple other... He's a very good comic writer. There's been a couple other adaptations of his work, all of which are horrible, um, including The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You mean LXG. LXG. Uh, From Hell with Johnny Depp Ooh. was adapted from one of his comics. And um, am I missing anything? I think, well, the, there's sounds, those. Those are the, the last few that have come out. That's bad enough. Yes. Um, oh, they're also working on an adaptation of Watchmen right now, which will probably be terrible. Yes. But anyway, so I feel like it's in better hands. All great works of comic literature. Yeah. All bad movies. Exactly. Okay. So anyway, so V for Vendetta. Um, and it's being directed by James McTeague, who was a uh, second uh, or and or first assistant director on both the Matrix trilogy and the last couple Star Wars movies. So he sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. This is his directorial debut. Um, in the cast are Natalie Portman and Stephen Ray. And they've just cast the title role of V in, this, in the movie. It's going to be played by Hugo Weaving. Which I think is awesome. Which is very cool, yeah. I love Hugo Weaving. Um, he's not a name actor in the States, but he played Agent Smith in the Matrix movies. Um, he's Elrond also... In, yeah, uh, in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Um, and he's in a bunch of cool like Australian movies. Okay. <laughs> that's that's about all you'd know him from, but I think it's really cool that he's going to star in that. That's great. I just saw a picture of Natalie Portman at Cannes, mm-hmm. the Cannes Film Festival, and... Uh, Shaved shorn. head. Yeah, she's yeah. completely... Her head is... Uh, Stubbly at the moment. Uh, she shaved her head for the for her role in V for Vendetta. And I'm, should have come out in November, I think. Or the movie. It's uh, supposed to be out late this year. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure, but I know they. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think they've gotten too far into the filming. So I think they've just really started production for the most part. So we'll see how, when they get it finished. Um, also, in another comic book adaptation, uh, there's a 
there's this comic writer named John Wagner who has done a bunch of interesting comics. He's best known as the creator of Judge Dredd, which was adapted into a movie starring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Speaking of uh, good comic book movies. Right, exactly. Um, he also wrote the uh, upcoming History of Violence, uh, David Cronenberg movie, which is adapted from one of his comics. They're doing an adaptation of another one of his comics called Button Man, colon, The Killing Game, which I haven't read, but it's about a bunch of bored millionaires who decide to hire their own personal assassins and pit them off against each other, <laughs> okay. which I thought sounded like a pretty fun idea for a movie. So. Now, the assassins are trying to kill each other or trying to kill the millionaires? That, it's a little unclear. Okay. My guess would be they're trying to kill the millionaires. The rules get broken either way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chaos ensues. Sounds like, sounds like a cross between the uh, most dangerous game and... Uh, the film with Ice T from and Gary Busey from a few Surviving years ago. Right. Yes, exactly. Well, and uh, maybe Mel Brooks' Life Stinks, also. Which, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's seen that movie out there. Um, they're doing a remake of George Romero's Day of the Dead. Not to be, and it, it is not a, and this makes the series even more confusing. It's the most convoluted semi series of all time. It's not a sequel to the remake of Dawn of the Dead. And it's also not related to the recently made sequel to Day of the Dead called Day of the Dead Contagion. So there's a completely separate <laughs> remake of Day of the Dead coming up. Who, who made the recent sequel to Day of the Dead, Day of the Dead Contagion? Some company in Canada. Okay. I don't know. Oh, no copyright laws. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No one really owns the Dead series, so everyone's just making their own versions of stuff. <laughs> um, Which is great. And my last bit... Save the juice for last. Save the juice for last. That's the rule of the show. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone has been talking Brilliant. About, talking about doing a bunch of projects over the years. He's been trying to get a new Rambo off the ground. He's trying to get a new Rocky. You know, I'm hoping for both of those. A new cliffhanger. Something. He's finally settled on a uh, writing and directing project. As we, knew, as we knew he would at yeah. some point. He's directing, he's writing and directing a biography of Edgar Allan Poe. And he wants uh, Robert Downey Jr. to star in it. Interesting. Robert Robert Downey <laughs> yeah. Jr. as Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Very interesting. Not who I would have picked, but, I mean, I'm just Brad Brooks. Who would you pick Brad Brooks? As Edgar Allan Poe. So that's just a lot. Actually, if I could, if, if, if it's space and time and acting, if I could pick someone to play Edgar Allan Poe, Greg, I'd pick your father. Well, think <laughs> No, no. I mean, think about it. I've, you know, he's not a trained actor. No. He's not worth in the biz. But your dad does have a bit of a resemblance. He's yeah. even reasonably well-versed in the works of Poe, and I know that he's done laudanum, though I shouldn't say that on the air. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> he, he would probably say that on the air if he was here right now. Um, but I think you put a camera on that guy, you got just millions of dollars. I might use this glory. for uh, the topic of the show. We'll come just, back just, to it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> pencil that in. That's an idea. All right. Um, Sloan takes on Poe. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel the uh, the Downey Jr. Downey Jr. Okay, but then again, I like. I mean, I love Downey Jr. So oh, he's I could pretty much feel him as anything. So <laughs> he would feel you as anything as well. No, dirty. Um, uh, I like Robert Downey Jr. I go for that as well. But uh, it's the whole Sylvester Stallone angle, which is always painful. Yeah, was the last film that he directed Rocky Five? Uh, that I'm has not he, sure. Has he done anything since? No, well, he didn't do Rocky Five. He did Rocky Four. Oh, who did Rocky, Rocky Five? Was the guy who did the original movie. Um, Which I don't remember his name. Pattinson. Yes. Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Bookends. See, why are we going to do a Rocky Six? It's it's bookended properly. <laughs> you shouldn't have to. And let's face it, nothing topped Rocky Four. 
he defeats communism. Exactly. Uh, and done. All right, you're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89 FM, the Impact phone lines. Always open at 432-3893, If there's anything you want to talk about that's film-related, give us a call. Questions, concerns, comments, no one really ever takes us up on that. It's your final night to do that. This is the last show, so if you actually have a question, you have a concern or a comment, give us a call, 432-3893. In a minute, we're going to begin reviewing films, so if you've seen one of the films that we're talking about, give us a call, 432-3893. And our topic of the night, Dream Project, if you were a director a writer, a producer, you're given $20 million, $50 million, $150 million to make a movie. What would be the movie that you make? What is your dream project, your big idea, the film you would love to make? Also want to remind you to stick around. Uh, we're going to be giving away some complimentary uh, rentals, uh, courtesy of vo to go vo to go located in Frandor. We'll give those away in the second half of the show. Stick around for that. Once again, our phone number, 432 432- 3893 is the number. Give us a call. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact. Reverend, thank you very much for the news. No problem. Always very good. Uh, let's move on into our review section of the show. Um, last week, uh, only one movie came out, and it was king of the box office, as we all imagined. It would be it was Star Wars Episode Three. Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Dan, I'm sorry, Phil and Greg. Dan is not with us tonight, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Phil and Greg were able to check this one out. You got my review last week of it. And I'm very interested to hear what these two guys have to say about it. So let's start off with Greg. Okay. Star Wars. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Are you even a fan of the original Star Wars you know, franchise at all? And if so, tell me about that. If not, why'd you go see this one? Okay. Here's the whole thing in 30 seconds or okay. less. Sounds like good. Okay. I live under a rock. Still, ha- still do. I used to, etc. And so I didn't really see any Star Wars movies until, oh, I'd say like the beginning of the 21st century. So actually, maybe a little later than that. So uh, I, I well, I, I remember taking you to go see um, Episode One. Yes, precisely. And, yeah. and I think that was the first Star Wars movie I ever saw. So that's kind of an interesting perspective to come to the series with. Since then, I've seen uh, Star Wars and, and Empire Strikes Back, and you know, enjoyed them reasonably for what they are. Obviously, they don't have the sort of like cult. Uh, youth nostalgia status that they do with a lot of people because I just saw them. Yeah, so, that's right. perfectly understandable. All that said, I, I went into uh, Revenge of the Sith much more interested in the Star Wars universe than I, I was before because of a couple of uh, video games that I had played <laughs> which involve the Star Wars universe and involve much more sophisticated and mature and interesting concepts and plots and characters than any of the movies I've seen. Hey, kudos to those guys in the video game world, huh? Yeah. So I thought, you know, the Star Wars universe, there might be something there after all. I'm going to go see this movie. So that's what I went into. I was a lot more uh, excited about it than I ever have been about a Star Wars release. So Sorry that, to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't really around in like 1970-whatever, <laughs> Brad. So no, anyway. no, I'm sorry that you were excited <laughs> yeah, or interested to see this one. Right. No, in yeah. general, not because you hadn't... Right, I okay. hear you. No, I, I think my expectations were pretty reasonable for it, Good. and because of that, I wasn't very let down. I expected like a CGI chaos fest for most of the uh, movie, and that's that's what I got, which is fine. Uh, I thought that it was really chaotic and video game-esque looking for most of it in a way that I thought was really annoying, and... Uh, 
I thought that the the parts that a lot of people I've talked to seem to be praising, which are the much improved, and again, I think much improved is a euphemism here, much improved dialogue, emotional content, etc., all still reeked of, you know, it's no secret that I have some theatrical schooling. Obviously, it is a secret. No one knows me or who I am or what I've done. But anyway, like a lot of scenes gave me a sort of like, hey, we're workshopping this and like your 102 acting class. Like it's coming along. Yeah, I mean, like with a few more months of practice, maybe like some different people, better direction. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be convincing. But then other people were telling me that they thought it was just, like, really intense and that sort of thing. And I thought that the intensity was reserved for a couple of scenes which, without giving anything away, were just, like, very visceral because of the physical conditions of them. And therefore, it's kind of easy to capitalize on people's basic fears of being consumed by flames, for instance. <laughs> so I, I just think, like, overall, given the inevitability of it. It's a very specific pocket in the Star Wars timeline where the events before and after have been pretty well established. So it's almost Greek in its absolute fatality. And I think that's that's the only interesting thing I have to actually say about this. So I apologize. For I like, no, I but, like that a lot. But I think the way in which all of the characters seemed very aware of what was going to happen and right down to the point that they tried to sort of defy fate and the shifting of all this power and the fact that it all deals with very upper crust aristocratic types and everything, the entire thing gave me an absolute Greek play feel. You've got a few important people trying to defy fate and because of that they play right into its hands and there's all sorts of things i mean it just seems funny that we're still telling the same story like two thousand years later but i mean so be it anyway i thought that was okay overall i was not disappointed by the movie but uh i that's because i went in with really mediocre expectations I'm, I'm glad to hear that you were able to at least enjoy the the film experience in itself and sure but yeah when you lower the bar it's hard not to step over it it's not Right. It's not hard. Reverend, we're going to get to your review in just a moment. i got a couple callers on the line. Let's take them. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, anyway, I wanted to call in last week, but I was at work and I couldn't find some time. You guys were talking about movies that you either, you know, everyone hated and you loved it or, you know, vice versa. Um, what are your thoughts, you know, the, the Movie Chat reviewers or whatever, what are your thoughts on the movie Kung Pao? Did anyone see that movie? Uh, I did, no, I haven't seen that. No, because it looks nor, stupid. Nor did I. It sounds it, like it might be related in some way to Asia. Well, it, it's actually, it's, uh, it was done by the guy who was uh, headed up, I think he directed Dumb and Dumber. Um, no. Was, well, he, he was like, he's like one of uh, Jim Carrey's boys. He didn't yeah. direct Dumb and Dumber, but. Okay, okay. Well, it was just like, I, you know, my, all my friends were like, we will not see that. It looks like the most ridiculously stupid thing in the but world. But you decided to go see it. I went and saw it anyway, and I've never, ever laughed that hard in any movie I'd ever seen. If you see it more than once, you know, it won't do it for you. You only have to see it once. And then, I mean, I, it's, it's stupid humor, but if you are bored, you know, one night, go out and rent that movie, and you will laugh. You will laugh so hard. All I right. you that. Kung Pao, thanks for giving us a call about the topic we had last week. All right, take care. We have another caller on the line. Call you on the Impact Movie Chat. How are you doing? How's it going? Doing great. Well, guys, I am very, very sad to see your last episode. This is it. Yeah, I must say, thank you for your time on the air. You guys have gotten me interested in talk radio again. I try to catch it at least every week. And, uh... It's gonna, you're gonna be missed. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm... Well, thank you very much. We've, uh... We've done our best. We've had a great time the last few years, and I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Brad, yeah. can you make this guy the caller of the night? I probably will in a all second. Right, all right, all right. I, uh, you beat want, me to the punch. I wanted to say my dream movie. Dream movie, yes. I am a child of the 80s, and, you know, for some reason Hollywood can't come up with original ideas, so they like to remake stuff. 
And I think that a cool remake idea, if we're going to go that route, would be Voltron. I think Voltron would make a pretty sweet live-action movie. Sweet live-action Voltron. Hmm. Better than Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. I mean, Let's take it up a notch. like the old-school like castle idea, just them getting into the lions or going down those huge tunnels. Like I think there's a lot of visuals, outer space visuals, and then the, the castle and the lions and so. I think it could be really sweet. So Voltron. Dream project. Nice idea. Now, do you remember the pilot episode of Voltron where the yeah. princess did not pilot the blue lion, but Sven, yeah. the, uh, the male <laughs> pilot? Do you remember that? Because mm-hmm. I do. I, can, <laughs> uh, um, I, I rented that the other day from the video store, actually. Okay. You get no, no no point to that. You just gotta, just, just, wanted, just just wanted to flout some knowledge. All right. Well, excellent <laughs> dream project. Thanks for giving us a call. Have a great future. Guys. Glad you've enjoyed it. Take care. All right. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89 FM. The Impact. Uh, it's an hour of live talk radio. We're talking about movies. That's what we do here. It is our final show. Uh, one last time to say goodbye. We're bringing back a dream. Uh, one of our favorite topics, which was dream projects. These are the films that. If you worked in the Hollywood system, if you had the chance to make your movie, what would you make? Original material, remake, I don't care. Any genre, any format, bring it on down. Your dream project. It's your dream, so we won't make fun of you too much. Though, if you say Boondock Saints 2, I will hang up on you. Uh, 432-3893 is the number. 432-3893 is that phone number. You're listening to Impact Movie Chat. Reverend, I put you on hold. With your review of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Yes. Now, now you, you're like me. I, I am. You like the wars <laughs> set in stars. Yes. You like Star Wars. You enjoy it. This is true. You're you're a bit hurt by the by the prequels. Yeah, a little bit. But I think you, like myself, have come to terms with them. Yeah, I, I've I've um after the initial shock, you know, I've I've come to realize that there's certain. There's certain flaws, you know, it's definitely not the original trilogy, but um, they can be enjoyed on their own merits. I think that, so b- by reviewing episode three, you, you're really also reviewing the entirety of the prequels, which I'm going to put the entire prequels into my interesting failures pile. Which is a good pile. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad pile for me. I've been it's to your just, house. That pile looks resplendent. Yeah, It's exactly. a great pile. It's like, oh, this would have been great. Oh, yeah. I put it back in. It's like it has enough good stuff to make it worth watching you know, more than once, but at the same time, it doesn't quite all come together. It doesn't quite work. But um, yeah, episode three. Uh, I was talking with T-Money about this movie, and uh, the, I think the scene that epitomizes everything I think about this film is the, um, I'll call it the creation scene. The uh, kind of the the intro of of Vader as Vader, and it, it on the one hand I thought it was awesome because it reminded me of like one of the lesser Frankenstein sequels, like let's say Ghost of Frankenstein. Okay, um, you know it's like this like monster coming to life, and there's a mad scientist like ha 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 ha, and he's like Roar, you know it's, it's perfect. Yeah. The scene plays right into that, right? Yeah. And it's like wow, you know, like that's awesome. I love that part of it. At the same time. There's part of my mind is realizing, wow, this should be a very emotionally poignant moment in the movie, and it totally isn't. Totally because, fails. Because totally it's completely fails. silly and stupid. So it, that, and, But the thing is, you can see the entire time what they're going for. Right. It's so obvious my mother could point it out. Right. And wow. that, makes it, that makes it pretty bad. <laughs> yes. I've used that analogy many times on the show, but it works. If my mom's getting it, it's just not cool. But it's it it's kind of yeah. I think the the prequels in particular, 
there's always a you're always like not sure what parts to take seriously because I think he plays up. It goes in two completely different directions. He plays up the Republic serial kind of silly aspects more, I think. So he makes it more silly, but at the same time, you're supposed to take the story more seriously. So it's it's kind of pulling in two directions at the same time, which is is really interesting. Whereas I think the original trilogy kind of meshed it together. It was going the opposite way. It was trying to bring the silliness, like a silly story, and trying to make it fun, but like melding them together. Um, yeah. Overall, I think I liked. I don't think this one was so much better than the other two. I also don't think it was horrible. I think it kind of balanced out. I liked it as much as the last two. Um, I I like I I think that George Lucas is really dark, and I think all of his movies have like a dark side to them, <laughs> to use a phrase exactly. <laughs> um, he he's he's got a he has a dark side to his personality, and I think that really comes out in this movie more than anything else he's done. But um, it, it's that that part that I really liked was balanced out by the action scenes being horrible. <laughs> like I thought all the action scenes were really bad because they all looked like digital mud. Yeah, it's like take that take that scene in the Phantom Menace where you have the Gungans fighting the the robots, and you're like, "What's going on? I can't even tell what's going on." That's the whole movie. Even the scenes that aren't action scenes are all like digital, and so they're too busy. There's yeah. too much going on. Overall, you know, it 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 hurt me, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. You know, it's <laughs> it's, it's like it's uh, yeah, it's like what know. Dan and I said last week. It's like. You liked it, you were happy about it, but it's like, oh, still a, a, a pretty big disappointment, but right. you're glad it's over, it's just, the, you know, your childhood can finally rest and you can be a man, but... <laughs> I will uh, I will stand by my opinion of liking Hayden Christensen, though. I actually, I liked him in this and I liked him in episode two, so He's, I thought he was a pretty good actor. He is, <laughs> he is busting his ass trying to, like, make that dialogue sound good. Yeah. Whereas, like, Natalie Portman's just phoning it in. But, but no, I, I mean... Samuel L. Jackson had an Oscar-worthy performance. Oh, my God. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, I would say, in this film was as bad as Jake Lloyd in episode one. He was... I thought he was pretty bad. I it's thought like, he was notably bad. I, I don't even usually critique acting in this traditional way just because I don't really even understand that. So I feel like that should say something for when I really want to go out and say, like, this acting was really yeah. notable. Like, it stuck out. It took me away from the movie. It made me want to look around the theater, you know? We are actors acting. Okay. I'll give uh, big ups to, uh, I think, it's Ian McDiarmid as uh, Palpatine. I thought was awesome in this movie. And also uh, Yoda. Yoda was Yoda pretty was good. good. Yeah. They're not the only two that really know what kind of film they're in. Right. Because we can't figure out what kind of film they're in, but they somehow know. They have that silliness, that, that air to them, but it works. Right. Whereas everyone else is just noticeably bad. Yeah. But it's very strange. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I'm glad to hear that. Andy, why haven't you seen Star Wars Episode Three? I think I've, you're the only been, person in America. I've been busy, man. <laughs> oh, with the new job. Doing, doing See, the work. See, once you get hooked up to the man, yeah. he holds you down. It doesn't let you waste your life on movies. <laughs> on mediocre <laughs> movies. <laughs> like you ought to. All right. It's all right. I'm Welcome sure you'll to see Black it Panther too. Chat. Yes. <laughs> um, you're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact. Um, we're a few minutes away from giving away some excellent uh, rentals to video, video to go in Frandor. Uh, we'll give those away in just a little bit. This is our final show. We're saying goodbye. So we brought back an excellent topic. Your dream project. What movie? Given... You know, the limits of, of space, time, gravity, money, anything. What movie would you make? Let us know. Phone lines are always open at 432-3893. 432-3893. We have a caller on the line. I believe it's someone special. 
Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? I am someone special. I'm glad you said that. How you doing, Dan? I'm pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good. We made fun of Dan Dan Messina, who's usually here with us uh, week in, week out for the last year or so, uh, who couldn't be here. Why aren't you here, Dan? I'm I'm phoning in my performance. <laughs> well, why Why are you doing that? Is it because you um, uh, because you don't care I, about the show anymore? I care about the show more than almost anything, except for your sister. Except for my sister That's and her wedding, which is going on. That's all right. Texas, we'll let you go. So. I'm Dan. I have no priorities. That's <laughs> Family over the show <laughs> is not the way to go. Talk. All right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so should I propose an idea for for a movie? Or, yeah, do it, Dan. Or what? Well, I heard the uh, the Voltron guy call yeah. up earlier, and uh, you know, I was really stumped, and I thought, you know, what if you know, what if a movie? I, I love Food Network, and I thought, what about a Voltron cooking show? Vol- like so combined you want an actual movie that's Voltron cooking well, or just sure a show on the Food Network that's Voltron like the no, cats I, cooking it could be a pilot show initially okay. and, and uh, you know it could have Sven and, uh, and I, I figure you know each, each of the individual lions can try cooking something initially and then eventually okay. they can form into Voltron who can cook something a lot better okay and, uh, now when you, when you started into this I, you said Voltron Voltron okay and I was thinking okay Japanese and then you said Cookie Network. I immediately went to Iron Chef. <laughs> I thought you were going to propose well, an Iron Chef TV, uh, Iron oh, Chef I like movie. That. That's. I think oh, that's good. I think that's great. And that way, yeah, they have some sort of like a you know like a like an enemy that's that that they're competing against. Yeah, and, like an entire uh, like the French, like the French chefs. I like you think that. they're better, I like that. and, and uh, uh, they're, they're like an action adventure team. They, they can be individual lions for most of the uh, most of the movie, actually. But then they, they combine into Voltron toward the end. Yeah, Voltron, Voltron, Iron Chef. That's just silly. Yeah. Slash Cowboy Bebop. There you go. You're done. Hollywood. And and then the bad straight-to-video sequel can be that 30 robot Voltron um, that that existed, if you guys remember that one. Oh, yeah. Which one is that? No, it's the thing with, like, the, uh, it's got, like, the Apollo capsule for its head or something. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was terrible. No. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty crazy. The lions are much better. Yeah, they're they're a lot better. They rock out. But, um, I don't know. I'm not sure uh, what else to say. That show's sounding pretty good. Um, we're 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 maintaining it without you, Dan. So that's, I, it proves you wrong. The show so, is still uh, good without you. Okay. I guess well, I'll say my good goodbye to everybody and well, uh, and all that. And it's been a wonderful time being on the show, Dan. I want to thank you for being on. It's been excellent having you on as panelists for the last year. Uh, you've brought a lot of humor, a lot of insight. Now, well, thanks a lot. Just thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Take care, man. Say hey to your sister right. for us. Yep. All right. Hey, hey. Obvious joke. We will leave out there. Hey, hey. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next caller. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hello? Hello. Hi. Okay, I've been listening to you guys for a while now, but I'm always in the car, so I can never call in to complain. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Sorry. Love she you sounds guys. like a regular caller. I know a lot about movies, but noticeably, you're all guys. Yes. So I challenge the validity of the statement that there's anything worthwhile about the Star Wars prequel. I think that's fine, and I'm with you. Call all right. <laughs> I mean, the writing sucks, the acting sucks, the direction sucks, and let's face it, worst of all, the special effects suck. And your point is? <laughs> is I, I, I don't know if... I, you just, you, I know you listen yeah. to the show, but we, we, it's not like we're like, these are great movies. We like them at a fanboy level. We grew up with them, we like them. Greg, at least, is trying his best, his darndest, to try to find some something out of them, and, and his review's still not that, you know... That's stunning. We're not... These are bad movies. But okay. we love them because they're Star Wars. Because... I heard a we, mediocre in there, and I would... I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think that there's worth seeing once, much less again. Well, then you're just being a douche. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think they're not... They're not very good, but they're not... 
They're not the worst thing. They're not a Van Helsing. They're not compared to what's coming out this summer, last summer, the last you know thirty summers since Star Wars ruined everything in the in the film industry. There there are other things that are much worse out, and that will be much worse out in the coming weeks. I'll say the honeymooners uh, is the thing that comes to my mouth. But there are going to be a lot of bad movies coming out, sister. And yes, we're we're all dudes. We're all dudes, but that doesn't necessarily mean we we have to just undyingly love Star Wars. There's a lot worse things coming out, and we're not saying that these movies are great, but there are you know legions of millions of people who like them. We're giving a review for them. All right. Okay. All right. So Thanks. you admit the fact that you just want to like them, and that's why you like them, as opposed to the fact that oh, good lord, yeah, they're actually they're not, enjoyable. No, they're, there's nothing. They're not that great. It's just they're they're all playing on the mythology and the past stories from the first trilogy, which I love. So they get a feather in their cap for that alone. I guess I just felt frustrated because I feel like the thing that worked so great about the first ones were that they were camp and that they hired a bunch of unknown actors. And and they just went the opposite direction, and it's just it's just terrible. Wait, did you refer to the first three movies as camp? Did yeah, I hear you? they're camp. Come on. No, I, oh, I wouldn't necessarily oh, go man. with that. I wouldn't you're, go with you're, that. You had me in particular. You <laughs> had me. You had me at hello. No, the, the films themselves aren't so bad; they're good. It's, <laughs> that's yeah, not. That's not the concept. Because I mean, we'll get started on a whole other topic. All right. As to why that's the worst movie ever. All right. Well, thanks for giving us a call. <laughs> Take care. All right. All right. Can we but, not talk about Star Wars anymore? Yeah, I, I, I'm ready to move into our topic. <laughs> yes. Which is dream projects. Yeah. Is this gonna be a Star Wars film for you, Brent? No, dream actually, I have project. no Star Wars films. I made sure that I left those out. Because um, now the prequels are done, I don't have to think about how I. Would you're not. Do you're not going to adapt any of the uh, novelizations. Or <laughs> oh, the, good lord, no. The, good lord, the no. fan <laughs> fiction or whatever yeah. that is. The Mandalorian armor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you're listening to Impact Movie Chat. Um, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, it is our final show, so we're rocking you out. And because it's our final show, uh, we're going to give away some free rentals to uh, Vio to Go in Frandor. Um, their video store only a few miles away from the studio where we're broadcasting right now. So caller number two uh, gets uh, two complimentary t- passes rentals to view to go uh, courtesy of that fine store. Uh, for information, you can contact them at the number, which is uh, 351-2255, area code 517, of course. Um, tonight we're talking about dream projects. We're bringing back some great old topics that we had. Dream projects was one of our favorites. If None of let's face it, we're on talk radio. We're just talking about movies. The chances of us making movies, not that, not that, not that big. Maybe a small independent film in my basement later this summer, but nothing, nothing that you'll actually see at you know celebration anytime soon. But this is the time where we get to, to do that to work it out. So dream project, any type of film, any type of budget, genre doesn't matter. Remake, original doesn't matter. You're talking about that here on the Impact Movie Chat, going out with style. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, well, we have a couple callers, so I'll take them first, first and foremost. Call you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. How's it going, guys? Doing great. Excellent. Um, my movie is actually based off of a, a few dreams that I had. Um, Sounds good already. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and they, they formed, like, one of them actually was set up like a movie with, like, opening titles and all this stuff. And, um, Eventually, as I thought about these dreams, they all melded into the same movie. So um, the title's called Acid Police. Acid Police, okay. Acid Police. Um, and basically, the theme of the story is uh, settings kind of like a, a Blade Runner-type future. 
you know, dismal and dreary, you know, some 1984, you know, big brother type totalitarian government, you know, shadows and, um, you know, and then mixed with, you know, a few like Mad Max style street gangs. And, uh, the main character is a drug dealer and he, he's talking about how it's a lot easier to get, um, depressants and tranquilizers, um, on the street than it is like psychedelics. Because, uh, you know, of course, people that are all doped up don't care about what the government's doing. They just want to get their fix. Yeah. So people that do psychedelics are more, you know, prone to ask questions. And um, so he's like the guy who can get, you he's know. He's the pusher man. He, yeah, he's a man. Like, he can get the good stuff. And um, so what happens is there's uh, the Drug Enforcement Agency has a subgroup called the Acid Police. Nice. And they're in charge of, you know, like, keeping psychedelics on. Uh, you know, like, really enforced. And um, what they have done is they've created, uh, like, a super type of acid. It's, like, the best stuff you've ever tasted, but they have this device that allows them to, like, tune into your trip. And so they get people to do things that they want them to do by, like, say, like, having, like, a hallucination show up. And then, you know, it's like, oh, guys, I got to go. This little gremlin's telling me to go over here. And, you know, your friends who are tripping, too, they're like, oh, you know, go ahead, man. So the gremlin takes you to, like, you know, a cache of weapons, and then, you know, you go and blow some place up. Is this Philip so, K. Dick? What? <laughs> yeah. I said, is this Philip K. Dick? I thought maybe you were calling in. <laughs> From the grave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so acid anyway. police. So finish, finish up acid police for us. I'm sorry? I'll wrap it up. So acid police is. Okay. Yeah. So they're controlling the trips. The main characters, you know, his, his friends are dying off and doing yeah. the stuff they would never do. This demon shows up because he's pissed because, like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. He's upset. Because um, <laughs> the de- you know, what the demon? Wait, 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 the demon? <laughs> a it's demon like, or the demon? It's like the ending to Ice Pirates here, <laughs> yeah. all, from out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> power, something, you know. And okay. um, like delirium and madness is his domain, so he's upset at the acid police. So he and the dealer go on this giant war with these street gangs against the acid police. Acid police. Lots of uh, special effects that cost a fortune to make. Um, I get Ridley Scott to do the uh, the settings and stuff like that. Probably get someone else to work on like the dialogue and things like that. Would you not let, let Ridley? You wouldn't let Ridley Scott direct it. You just have him work on the sets. Ridley Scott is actually under contract at my studio, and <laughs> um, we have no interest in this project at all. I mean, we're, we're, he'd be a great director, but I think he'd be a lot better if I just like let him do the settings. All right, and, like you know, more, more of like you know, director of photography or something like that. S- sounds good. Thanks for giving us a call. Hey, no problem. You guys take it easy. Take care. All right, we got another call on the line. Call, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Brooks? This is Brooks. This is the doubter. Alex Dowd, Dowd how you doing? How are you guys? I'm, I'm fantastic. Excellent. Long time no here. Actually, you were on a, f- a few weeks ago. Alex is one of our old old panelists from back in the day. He, we were on for quite a while. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well over quite a year. Time, actually. Excellent. I want to call in and give you guys a shout-out. Um, this is kind of a melancholy moment for me, i got to say. Um, I had to tell myself not to cry before I called. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? Did you not cry? Uh, no, I cried a lot. That's good. I that's, what, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> it took me about a half an hour. I was going to call at the beginning of the show, but I had to get it all out. That's the way to do it. Well, yeah. thank you. I'm, I'm, how are you doing down there in Chicago? It's good. It's good. It's um, always good. I'm fine. About to finish up the semester. But and for someone, who's actually, for someone who's actually working on becoming a filmmaker, <laughs> what is your yeah. dream project right now? Uh, you know, I really, I don't know. Um, is, it, is it about? <laughs> really, that's a weak answer, but I really don't have one. Um, it sounds like you'd do great, Alex. Called, the guy who just called stole mine. Oh, I yes. Actually gonna, I actually had the acid police. Um, that was my idea. But you actually um, called it LSD Patrol, correct? Yes. 
I call it the LSD patrol. Because, so. you know, the Let's dystopic future that. is so original. You know, it's <laughs> no never been heard. done. Yeah. Nah. All right. Yes. I got a suggestion for you, though, Dowd. Okay. Alien 5. Alien 5? Yeah, it's you. It's all you. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> First, I mean, you're the only one on the panel who, who liked uh, Alien 3. Alien 3. So, I like Alien 3. You do? Yeah, oh. but you're not letting me direct Alien 5? Yeah. Brooke. I don't have, well, I don't have formal education. You're right, Alex. You're correct. Brooke, I don't think you ever came forward and admitted this. No, okay. I like Alien 3. Okay. I mean, the ending's horrible, but I like no. Alien 3. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Alex, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's awesome to hear from you guys. And uh, hopefully you'll get a dream project someday, okay? <laughs> hopefully I will. All right, man. Take care. Take it easy, fellas. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Uh, once again, we're going to give away another set of those uh, View to Go rentals. Caller number two to 432-3893. Picking up a pair of uh, comp rentals for, uh, courtesy of View to Go, View to Go, located in Frandor. For more information, you can call them at 351-2255. Big purple awning. Yes. Can't miss exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You'll see the Impact Movie Chat. Dream Projects. That's what we're talking about. Final show, 432-3893. Greg, you had something to say. I was just curious if you guys are familiar with the uh, extremely avant-garde, really hard Japanese metal band, The Boredoms? No. Okay. Well, they have this song called Acid, Please. Uh-oh. Pretty someone, sweet, eh? Someone, nothing some... gets by us. Nothing. Nothing. We have another caller on the line. <laughs> caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hey, first time uh, caller, long time listener. Clay, how you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, man. All right, this is uh, Clay Abbey, former program director here at the station, who used to host uh, Sitter Spin. Yeah, yeah. And you were great at it. Uh, well, jury's still out on that. But. Yeah, well, I, 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 I'm the jury, done. <laughs> okay. You were great. It's good to hear from you. Uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so I got a three project. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. Uh, four and a half words. Star Trek versus Star Wars. <laughs> nice. Okay, here's what we do. It's like episode, like, maybe nine or ten. Uh, Luke has now become evil, and he's Darth Vader Phase 2. Okay. Uh, and he's fighting Captain Kirk, played by, feels like Vincent D'Onofrio from <laughs> okay. uh, Law & Order uh, Criminal Intent. <laughs> okay. Uh, to play Spock, you get uh, Chris Tucker. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Staff talking and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, the film uh, runs just under five hours long, and it's uh, really only uh, space battles and lightsaber fights. And at the end, Vincent D'Onofrio blows up the Enterprise. Okay. <laughs> Is it because he go turns to the dark side? No, no. Uh, just you know, because you got nothing better to do. <laughs> can, can we get Christy Alley back I, in this some somewhere? somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> Christy Alley. Uh, well, and, and Kim Cattrall from from. Uh, could, no, you know, Christy Alley could play uh, like Jabba the Hutt's daughter or something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let me ask you a question: the eternal question. Who yeah. wins, Star Trek or Star Wars? Well, it's, it's basically the Federation. Uh, in my humble opinion, it's the Federation versus the Empire. Okay. Um, Phase two. I, uh, uh, well, you know, I guess if, they, if they build another Death Star, uh, I'm no going to say Empire, but it's close. Okay. <laughs> like, it's, it's, they're, they're a ragtag team following the battle. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> right, with a heart of gold. Yes. <laughs> Always with the heart of gold. Right, right. Clay, it was good to hear from you. Yeah, great. It was uh, you guys uh, had a good run there. And, Three years. Uh, wish everybody all the best, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from you in the we future. Can, we can pull our lives together following the, the, end <laughs> yeah, of the show. Right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Clay. All right. All right. Talk to you later, Brad. Take care. Too. All right. Phone lines are always open. And why don't we give away another pair of rentals to video to go? Why not? They're sitting around here. Might as well give them away. First caller to four three two three eighty nine three four three two three eight nine three. 
Give us a call picking up two rentals, courtesy of Video2Go. Brad, have you considered making someone answer a trivia question like, what are all of uh, Boba Fett's different weapons? <laughs> I would, but I believe legally we're not allowed to. The The prize pack uh, rules were explained to me along, probably when the show began. Maybe you could ask him incidentally, and then like if they don't Still get it, you're like, oh, hey, damn, I'm losing the signal. You know, like, <laughs> Just get rid of it. Uh, I'm not sure what the rules are. What are they going to do? Kick us off the show? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're not going to kick us off the air because tonight's the last night. It's the liquidation sale of the Impact Movie Chat. All of our stupid jokes must go. Yes, they must. Uh, 432-3893 is that number. 432-3893. If you've been sitting on a question, concern, or comment for the last three years, now is the time. I'll also talk about dream projects. Let's get to some dream projects. Greg, your dream project. All right. Because you dabble in the acting. I do. I, you know, I even dabble in writing and yes. filmmaking as and the, well. So. And the musical. But there's one project that's a little too ambitious for my current means. That would be almost any project for that matter. But uh, <laughs> That's why it's a dream. That's right. And I think this is actually one that I've had on the table for a while. And again, this is just going to sound like I'm trying to do some one-upsmanship when it comes to the most whimsical movie I can think of. But I'm very serious about this. Okay. Quickly. There are certain concepts, like certain franchises and things, that I like the idea of much more than I actually like any manifestation of. I think maybe even that's the case with Star Wars with you in a way. It's become such a thing that it's like, I love Star Wars, but what do you love about it? Well, none of these things in particular, maybe the old films, whatever. Any of the point is... I, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I really don't like anything about them, which is weird. <laughs> but I mean, right. I think ultimately, when you know, I think the Norsemen really had something with their ideas of like Utopia and, and how that all goes and Valhalla and everything. Yeah. And I think if I could just be surrounded by like one really hot chick and like a few guys that I really like that were all generally like the same as me, but we were kind of outsiders and we were just like kind of like Tupac style, like us against the world, just foiling evil, being really great ninjutsu, eating like my, my literal favorite food. And, like, a combination of, like, an occasional piece of Japanese cuisine and a lot of pizza. And we had, like, this old guy who was pretty cool. I mean, like, it just seems like that's kind of, honestly, like, something I'd really like to see. But none of the Ninja Turtle incarnations are what I consider really very satisfactory. So I've been waiting for so long to see someone do adult mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) <laughs> and I actually, this idea came to me right after I saw Godfather 2 for the first time. I was like, what a sprawling <laughs> epic. I Like, this is just, like, really good. I love to watch everyone's progression from here to there to there and the way they come back. They coalesce and they separate and there's betrayal and love. And anyway, I was thinking, what if the Ninja Turtle saga was brought that same sort of super dynamic drama? And I was thinking... Honestly, if you can picture the tone I'm speaking of, a lot of hardwood interiors, a lot of really gritty realism, etc., all done in the most serious, not campy tone. I mean, if it was even like a, a hint of camp, then it would just seem like a colossal media joke and, and just sort of a cash cow. But if it was really done as seriously as the tone of, say, a Godfather movie, and you had like Raphael, always kind of a loose cannon, who now runs a casino with an iron fist. Leonardo, always kind of like a goody two-shoes, now works for like the U.S. government as part of a SWAT team because he's bulletproof, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Donatello, probably now works with Stephen Jay Gould or something like that you know he's just like doing a lot of theorization like extreme chemical physics or like whatever those sorts of people do Michelangelo is just some wastrel kind of like wandering around the beaches maybe kind of getting picked on by homeless kids and doing his thing but he's still an expert in the martial arts and a party animal but obviously that's going to catch up with your Chris Farley style and so anyway something is eventually going to make these folks coalesce again but I really like the idea that one of them is absolutely irredeemable probably Raphael always had that independent streak we saw that in the first Turtles movie when he said damn five times even though it was PG. Anyway, the idea is that these guys finally kind of come together for one last big mission, but one of them is ultimately lost to the dark side, and they all kind of go back on their way at the end, just sort of like waving at each other. You know, I think that'd be really, really sad and really powerful. So, like the Shell Father, is what you're thinking. Of. That, that's, that's kind of what I'm going for. Okay, more, more or less. Sounds very strange. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think that it would be a, an absolute media event. I think everyone's curiosity would get the better of them, and they would see it regardless. And All it, right. And I would insist that it would be done with rubber suits and not CGI. Okay. All right. The, the old school way. You yeah, can seal the deal about that curiosity by having your trailer music be feels like the first time. You know, the old <laughs> exactly. reunion movie. Yes, yes. Uh, let's move over to The Reverend. I'm going to save Andy to laugh because I know oh, he's got some good stuff. I'm going to let The Reverend go. So, Dream Project, Reverend, I know you guys sit on something great. Yeah, always. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on. You know it, baby. I also dabble in the uh, the filmmaking arts. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my story and and writing ideas and i'm I'm focusing on more producing that's i like that it's a good decision i decided to to go that route um first one i'll just throw out there a punisher anthology film (laughs) three directors one of which is me one of which is andy keast sitting on my left here and the third one is william friedkin Okay. And we each... Uh, For a second, I was hoping Rennie Harlan was your third one, but okay. <laughs> we each tell a story from a different period in Frank Castle's life. If Andy's interested, he can take the Vietnam years. Nice. I know you're interested in that. I'll take, like, the early years, and Friedkin can have the later, like, angry, uh, bitter Frank Castle All right. of, of the modern age or whatever. I love it. Yeah. So that's my first idea. Okay. Second one is, it's like, if I have a shot to make a movie, I'm going to put in everything that I think is cool into this one movie. So script by me story is going to be a, um, like a film noir, uh, detective story set in the early 20th century, uh, starring Gary Oldman and some hot exotic woman, let's say Asia Argento, Sounds good. uh, directed by David Lynch and uh, photography by uh, Caleb Deschanel. Nice. Like your style. Yeah, that's what I'm here that's for. very good tight all around. <laughs> oh, all right. uh, uh, Jerry Goldsmith, uh, bring back from the dead and have him do the score. Well, it's space of time. They're, they don't they're <laughs> inconsequential. Okay. Exactly. Do you have any others for us? That's it. That's, Sounds that's good. my I'm more. I'm oh, excited. Oh, wait, wait, I'll okay. throw in uh, a cameo role by Clint Eastwood, uh, like Lon Chaney Jr. in uh, High Noon. And, uh, and, uh, a very important part, but a small part. Sounds right. It's what they should do. Yes. I like that. Andy, we're going to get to you in just a moment. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Let's take these two callers real quick. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How are you doing? Good. And you have a dream project idea for us? I do. All right, I am what a is it? huge Mystery Science Theater fan. Okay. And I think they need to do a second Mystery Science Theater movie, and the movie that they need to review is Showgirls. Ooh, nice. Like your style. I love it. Give her $30 million. Wait, that's too I, much. $10 million. <laughs> I, well, we can just have a really great party with what's left over. Would it, would it be like Crow in the audience, or would it be like you and some of your friends? Or would it be the normal Mystery Science crew? Well, I think the real question is Joel or Nelson. Ooh, so what's the answer? I don't actually know. I, maybe both of them. That would be interesting. And, like, there's a whole backstory where one of them's trying to take the, the whoever got kicked off tries to take it. the show back. Right. And, okay. and Frank has to come back. Oh, fair enough. Frank comes back. Excellent idea. Thanks for dropping us the line. Okay. Take care. All right, we have another caller on the line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. Do you have a dream project for us? Yeah, actually, I had one, but as she was talking about the Mystery Science Theater, I thought about a second one. All right, give us the first one. First one, I want to see a Sandman movie. Sandman. Directed by Tim Burton. Sandman, Tim Burton. Sounds good. That'd be cool. Sounds tasty. What's number two? Uh, Live Action Venture Brothers. 
Oh, really? Yeah. The, 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 okay, Cartoon Network show. Okay. Yeah. Do you <laughs> nice. want do, uh, who does the voice of uh, of the main guy in that? Is that is that Putty? Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got to refer to him by his real name. I thought it was. I, I haven't actually seen the show myself. He but... might as well star in it. There yeah. you go. Excellent choice. Thank you. Thanks for dropping us a line. You guys have a good one. Thank Th- you very much for being around, too. Oh, hey, no thanks. problem. It's our pleasure. See ya. Take care. One last thing to do before we get to Andy's dream project. Mm-hmm. One more rental uh, package to give away. Caller number one, 432 432-3893. 432-3893. Two rentals to video to go on us. Pick them up, 432-3893. Give us a call. First caller to that number is going to pick it up. Once again, 432-3893. Andy, I'm just going to shoot mine out real fast, and I want yours. Cool. Okay. Um, These are some of the old ones I brought up. One, um, there was a rumor a while ago that Orson Welles had come up with an idea for a Batman movie. Which is false. Which is false. Completely false. But still a great idea. That idea is awesome. I go back in time with a bunch of money because Welles always messed some stuff up and was ever able to finish his films. Orson Welles' Batman movie, that'd be great. Um, I just want to see, I want to see a Western, but for some reason, it's a classic American Western, like High Noon, but for some reason, it's all samurais. I'm talking like, you know, I want to see Russell Crowe walking around in a kimono, the samurai sword, talking like the Duke. That's what I want. I don't know why. And I want an American version of Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Um, It's set in the future of 2001, in which prisons are, you know, business, and you have to fight your way out, and people have the consistency of pumpkins, and you can punch right through them, crush their heads. For anyone who saw The Daily Show pre-John Stewart with Craig Kilborn, the intro to five questions, that was from Ricky O when he smashes the guy's head. An American version of that would be NC-17, but would also be super sweet. Those are my ideas. You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact, talking about dream projects. Last person we're going to talk to for the night, Andy Keast. We saved you for last because you know, it's always good to save uh, Keister for last. So what do you got for us? <laughs> All right, a lot to lift up to. Well, there's, uh, you know, any big movie fan fantasizes about what kind of movie they would want to make. And I've, I've daydreamed every once in a while. You know, there's there's a Genghis Khan movie that I think about every every, every, every so often. Yeah, right. Like a silent movie kind of thing. I like that. Um, there's also a book by Philip K. Dick called The uh, The Man in the High Castle, which is uh, alternate, re- alternate reality in which the Axis powers win the war. But... The Dream Project, the big one, is based on one of my favorite novels from high school, Dune by Frank Herbert. Um, been made into so-so movies twice, but um, this production actually transcends space and time. I've always seen it as sort of like an opulent like Merchant Ivory movie that's set in the future, which quickly turns into Mad Max Delicious. In, the, in the latter half. And um, you know, I've, I've always envisioned different people in different roles in my, my production of the movie, but... Uh, the most plum role is uh, that of the the Baron, who is the the main heavy set of a, a saturnine, uh, really evil but yet kind of elegant guy. And uh, I'd have Peter Lore, Peter Lorre, nice play him. Wow, I'd you go back, are yeah, going back space and time. Go back to '30s Germany, grab him. And also, I would go back to the early '80s, grab Jordan Cronenworth, who shot Blade Runner, and have him shoot the movie for me. Those are the two biggies. Okay. Also. I would not use any special effects that were invented after 1986. I would use all mechanical and photographic (laughs) effects. No CGI. That's it. I like your stuff. Who's directing? I'll direct it. Why not? Why not? You're getting it directed. You're not going to have someone else. You're not going to produce it. I'll I'll pitch it to Ridley Scott first. He'll say no, and then I'll direct it. You'll (laughs) jump on at the the zero hour. You'll have to jump on and come on yourself for your first one. And it's huge. Any others from you? Eh, that's good. All right, all right. Um... 
Well, that pretty much wraps it up for uh, the Impact Movie Chat. Um, as I stated earlier and throughout the show, this is our final show. Um, next week, uh, they'll be demoing a new show called The Mother of All Shows. I like the title. It is uh, going to be an entertainment smorgasbord. A uh, little bit of movies, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so you can check Jack that. of all trades, master of none, sort of. Probably. That's what I would imagine. Um, and I want to remind you, of course, up next, best in local music, The Basement. But before I left and before we leave... Um, I want to throw out some thank yous to everybody who's helped out around the show. Uh, Clay called earlier. I want to also thank Molly. Uh, these were the, uh, Clay was a program director, and Molly was the exposure director three years ago who took a chance and let us on the air. Uh, I want to thank uh, Brendan, Vic, um, Joe, some of the guys who were on some of the early, early shows. Uh, Hunter was on for a long time in the beginning. Um, I want to thank uh, Amber and Shannon for showing up for quite a bit. I really want to uh, extend my hand to, uh, to Noah who used to be a fixture of the station here, who took over and uh, hosted quite a bit of the show one summer when I was away, and David, who uh, Dave Martin, who's filled in the last few weeks. Thank you guys for, for filling in when I couldn't be here. He kept the show going. Um, Dan, who was on recently, who called Dan, I want to thank him for being on last year. Alex Dowd, uh, he was on forever, as, as uh, Andy and them can, can attest to, that he was on forever. Teach Out, you've been great. It's been fun having you on. Witty, banter, left and right. Uh, wonderful insights. It's like great to, to have you on. Thanks. It's been great to be on. I like to think of myself as sort of your Ed McMahon. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but um, but I but, but I see like... that's what makes me so individual. I would go that far, Brad. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna trumpet. Just put it out there. That's how it goes. I like your style. Um, and the two guys sitting in front of me here, uh, Andy, you've been on the show hell of a long time. Late 2002, I think. Yeah, you've been on the show. That's I'm standing by that. Let's I don't cut out, Let's cut the first, beyond the first six months, you're, you've been on ever since, and you've been solid. You've done the show with me a few occasions, just you and I. Uh, you've done an excellent job. I love uh, the, the, the smooth blend of, of humor and pretension that you exude. And, uh, <laughs> I love it, and it's delicious, and I lick it up with a spoon every you know, day. I've, I've been saying it from the beginning. Uh, one should embrace their pretense, exactly. not shun it at yeah. all. Hey, I'm all about that. Let your freak flag fly, baby. Right. I love it. You've been great on the show, and I've loved having you on. It's uh, It's been wonderful. Uh, before I get to the other guy here, I want to thank someone else who um, I haven't mentioned. The show has been very important for me uh, in a lot of things because it changed my life. And the fact that I met my fiance on the show, she was one of the original cast members, one of the original panelists. So I want to say to my fiance, Monica Harris, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's been wonderful. And uh, we're getting married in the fall. And so this show has, you know, to say, oh, it changed my life, it's, that's real cliche. But it really has because I met my fiancé. But last but certainly not least, my man here, the Reverend. Uh, you're one of my best friends. You were the guy who ran the show. I ran it by left and right. We talked about it. You thought it was a cool idea before I talked to anyone about it. Being here every day, I want to thank you. You're my best friend. You're a great guy. So, Reverend, thanks a lot. Cool. Hey guys, you want to say anything? One last thing. Um, oh wait, I just want to give a sh- quick shout out to Tim. Tim. Tim was one of my all-time favorite members. He wasn't on too long. No. Love that guy. Great time. He was yeah. always fun. I just want to give a shout out to those uh, girls from the East Lansing Film Festival. They were fun. Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of great guests, a lot of great panelists who I, I know have fallen through the cracks. To every caller who's called, to all the listeners who've checked us out, we really appreciate it. We've had a great time, a great run, three years. That's a hell of a run. I get really excited. But for the guys sitting here, for the people who put this show together, uh, and to my fiance, this show has been a lot of fun. So thanks a lot. Uh, so we're signing off. You guys take care. Thanks for listening. I uh, want to remind you, if you love local music, you're going to want to stick around the basements up next. Have a good night. Take care.
Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.